الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قالوا اتجعل فيها من يفسد فيها ويسفك الدماء ونحن نسبح بحمدك ونقدس لك قال اني اعلم ما لا تعلمون صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم دروس فضل respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home before the creation of hazrat adam alayhi salatu wassalam the nurani makhluq the group of angels put forward a question to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they said in one tone which is recorded in the Quran qalu ataj'alu fiha man yufsidu fiha wa yasfiku ad-dima'a o allah are you going to create a nation a community a creation which will be titled as insan human beings and in their nature it will be that we will have to witness bloodbath killing carnage spilling of the blood allahu akbar what is the purpose in a creation that might want to kill one another وَنَحْنُ نُصَبِّهُ بِحَمْدِكَ وَنُقَدِّسُ لَكَ We are already there. We glorify your beautiful name. We sanctify your beautiful name. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the mighty one, the independent one, answered them in the greatest way, with great eloquence. He said, إِنِّي أَعْلَمُ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ O oh, angels, you are my creation. The knowledge which I have, you do not have. Straight away, Malaika, declaring absolute submission, they said, Subhanak, glorification is only for you, O Allah. La ilma lana illa ma'allamtana. We have no knowledge except for the knowledge that you gave us. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَلِيمُ الْحَكِيمُ You are Alim, the All-Knower. You are Hakim, the All-Wise. After the creation of Adam alayhi salatu wassalam, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Adam, أَنْبِئْهُمْ بِأَسْمَائِهِمْ O insan, O Adam, the father of humanity, inform the angels of the divine knowledge that I have bestowed upon you. All the knowledge was given to Adam alayhi salatu was salam. Everything that was beneficial for insan and everything that was harmful for insan. Today we know that that food is halal and that food is haram. That is because of the barakat, a chain of knowledge that has been transmitted to us all the way from Adam alayhi salatu was salam. We understand that we cannot marry someone who is absolutely close to us, blood ties, sisters or mothers. Why? Because of the teachings of Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam. The knowledge was given to Adam alayhi salam, then transmitted to the entire humanity. And that knowledge was always revived through the system of Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam. And at that time, angels understood the reason why insan, human beings were created. From this ayat karima one can deduce that the spilling of the blood, the carnage, the atrocities, the killing of civilians in the modern world that we see today is only because of one reason, that men, human beings, have turned their faces away from the divine revelation, from the teachings of Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam. Insan has forgotten the peace that Adam alayhi salam promoted. Insan has forgotten the peace that Musa alayhi salatu was salam promoted. Insan has forgotten the peace that Jesus came with, Isa alayhi salatu was salam. Insan has forgotten the final peace, the everlasting peace which Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam came with to promote Allahu Akbar. Insan has turned their faces away from the Quran and Hadith. My respected brothers and elders, the foundation of intellectualism, the foundation of intellectualism, Akal Mandi, Danish Mandi. कोई डिप्लोमा में नहीं डिप्लोमा में जो अकलमंदी दानिशमंदी है वो दुनिया के حدود तक है अकलमंदी और दानिशमंदी उसी को कहते हैं जिसने आप सल्लल्लाहु अलैहि वसल्लम की जिंदगी के साथ ताल्लुक रखा और वास्ता रखा द ग्रेटेस्ट foundation of intellectualism is that person who is close to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Though the life of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam was 1400 years ago, but we still have the Quran intact. We still have the hadith intact, preserved, alhamdulillah. Not a zabar out of its proportion. That is the foundation of intellectualism. The one who is close to the Quran and hadith. And when you are far away from the Qur'an and Hadith, then what happens? We forget the honor and dignity that Allah has given to human beings. We forget the value of the blood that is flowing inside the human body. 
That human being which Allah created and Allah stamped him with ahsan e taqween, that from his entire creation, the best of the creation is insan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَلَا تَقْتُلُ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ O insan, do not kill another human being except in the condition of justice. ذَلِكُمْ مَصَّاكُمْ بِهِ and Allah is making wasiyat. That is Allah's commandment. You have no right to kill anyone. Irrespective of him being a Muslim or a non-Muslim. He is insan, the son of Adam alayhi salatu Only in the condition of qisas, justice. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَعْكِلُونَ So that you may understand. In another verse of the Quran, beautiful words. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned وَمَنْ قَتَلَ نَفْسًا بِغَيْرِ نَفْسٍ Anyone who kills another fellow human being بِغَيْرِ نَفْسٍ Without a valid reason A reason mentioned in the Quran and in the Hadith Without retaliation Of a murder that he might have committed and you kill him in an unjust way. How fasadin fil ardi, or without him disseminating mischief and havoc in the world, and you kill him in an unjust way. Allah is saying, فَكَأَنَّمَا قَتَلَ النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا To kill one insan, it is like killing the entire humanity. Can you find beautiful words like the Quran in any other scripture or in any other saying? Woman ahyaha and anyone who saves a human being from being tortured. Fataannama ahyan nasa jamia. It is as if though he has saved the entire humanity from a catastrophe, a calamity. That is the value of insan, generally speaking. Value of insan. Insan, Indian, Pakistani, Asian, English, European, African, American. Uh, aborigine, anyone who is a human being, he should be valued. And when it comes to the value of a mu'min with another mu'min, Allahu Akbar. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was making tawaf of khana Kaaba. Making tawaf, the words uttered by Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that, O Kaaba, what a lofty status you have. How honorable you are. How beautiful the atmosphere is around you. And then Wasallam addressing the Kaaba pointed out and saying, By God, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in whose hands my life is. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is taking a qasam. He said, Whilst doing tawaf, that the value of the blood of a mu'min of a Muslim, the value of the property of a mu'min and a Muslim is much more than khana Kaaba. More than Kaaba. The respect and honor we have for Kaaba, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, more than Kaaba is the value and the dignity and the honor of your Muslim brother. So every time you see him, picture him that he is my Kaaba. Violating Allahu Akbar, his honor, 
will be like violating Khana Kaaba. Subhanallah alazim. And Islam not only provided honor and dignity for Muslims, but even for non-Muslims. Even for non-Muslims. A lot of people only have knowledge to the history that are taught in schools and the education system that we have. Battle of Hastings, 1066. So and so, World War One and World War Two. No, go back. Go back, rewind yourselves. Look at the history. Look at the justice system in the time of Amir al-Mu'mineen. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, the Khilafat, the time when Allahu Akbar, the Islamic Empire was flourishing. Look at the justice system at that time. A Syrian farmer, non-Muslim cultivator, from Syria, he traveled all the way from Syria to Medina Munawwara to meet and visit Amirul Mu'mineen Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala. When he came to Medina Munawwara, he said to Amirul Mu'mineen, who was a non-Muslim, that person, that farmer, he said that the Muslim army has destroyed my crops when they were entering Syria. The Muslim army has destroyed my farm, which I would cultivate all the time. Everything is destroyed by the Muslim army. Now the Syrians were the subjects of the Islamic empire, a dominion. And he had that freedom to travel from Syria to the great Omar, the great Omar. Radiallahu ta'ala. And he said to Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala, look at the Muslim army, come to Syria and look at Allahu Akbar, what the Muslims have done to my land. In compensation to that, Hazrat Umar Farooq gave a non-Muslim 10,000 dirhams at that time. We talk about compensation. What about the compensation that Islam gives? Implementing Sharia is not zulm. Zulm is something else. 10,000 dirhams from the Islamic treasury given to a Syrian because the Muslim army destroyed his land. Amirul Mu'mineen Abu Bakr Siddiq the foundation, the constitution, the laws, the rules and regulations for any army to go to a different country or if they were at war with someone else, the companions would make sure that all the companions knew this. It was deeply rooted inside them. They were told, let alone killing any civilians, you are not even to cut down and chop down any trees without a valid reason. You are not even to kill animals without any, any valid reason. This is Adil, this is Insaf, this is the justice system. Allahu Akbar. Islam gave justice even to prisoners. 
Islam gave justice even to the slaves, even to the slaves. Wallahi lazim. Prisoners that were caught, prisoners of war in the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Read the seerah. In the time of Khilafat, in the time of the glorious Islamic empire. Whatever religion they believed in, that freedom was given to them to practice freely whatever they wanted to wear. Even if they had a crucifix hanging on their necks, Muslims would respect that because you believe in that. That freedom is given to the prison prisoners. Not this greatest tragedy where we see and witness today unfortunately where Muslim prisoners have been forcefully subjected to shaving off their beards. That is the greatest form for a, a greatest torture for a Muslim that he has kept that beard for the sake of Allah to follow Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the beard Allah Akbar goes. Why? Because there are lices inside. Lices don't come to beards, only on the head. Very rare. The justice system in Islam during the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the prisoners were given all the freedom. They would roam the city of Medina Munawwara freely. In fact, the honor and respect is mentioned in the Quran. Prisoners. In the Quran, not in the Hadith. How we are to respect the prisoners. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran says, وَيُطْعِمُونَ الطَّعَامَ عَلَىٰ حُبِّهِ مِسْكِينًا وَيَتِيمًا وَأَثِيرًا Allah has praised the believers, that the believers are those who feed the people who are needy, impoverished, destitute people, miskeen, fuqara, وَيُطْعِمُونَ الطَّعَامَ عَلَىٰ حُبِّهِ مِسْكِينًا They provide provisions, food for the miskeen, وَيَتِيمَ and for the orphans, وَأَثِيرًا and for the prisoners. Pick up the Qur'an, Surah Al-Dahr, pick up the translation of the Qur'an, have a look at the translation of Asir. Asir means prisoners, that is in the Qur'an. Muslims have to respect Prisoners. That is why in the modern world that we live in today in America and especially England, this great phenomena that we see, a lot of people are embracing Islam in prisons. A lot of people. Great people have converted to Islam through prisons. Why? They have an opportunity. There is no gun there that no, you have to accept Iman. No. They have time to contemplate. Isolation. Peace is there. They have the time to study, they understand. Being captives, they understand. They reason. And they say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah in prison. Even feeding the prisoners, giving them the basic human rights which is to feed them. Allahu Akbar. Never to torture them. It is absolutely haram. Haram. No way. When Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam conquered Makkah, when he came as a Fatih, as a great conqueror, not a single drop of blood, Allahu Akbar, spilled at that time 
in Makkah Mukarramah. Everyone was given asylum. Everyone was given refuge. All the enemies who were there, who persecuted the companions, and the companions were there, Ya Rasulullah, do you remember him torturing me? Do you remember him torturing Bilal? Ya Rasulullah, he tortured you. He did that. Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, No. Al Yawma Yawmul Marhama. Allah Akbar. Allah has sent me as Rahmat, as a merciful one. I forgive all of them. All of them. No revenge. Subhanallah. That is Islam. That is the history of Islam. And that is what we have to promote. That is what we have to invite the people. Look, come and look at Islam. Look at the purity. Look at the teachings of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Look at Sharia. Look at Sharia. The fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi, according to the fuqaha of Ahnaf, it is not even jais for an Islamic government to acquire any property of non-Muslims without a valid reason. Unlawful, it is not jais. That is Islam, my respected brothers. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was giving khutbah. And a person in the masjid stood up. And he said to Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O Prophet of Allah, for which reason have my neighbors been arrested? For which reason my neighbors have been arrested for? What is the reason? Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stopped his khutbah and looked around at the people in Masjid in Abu'i. Scanning through all the people that were there. After that he didn't, did not respond to that person and continued with his khutbah. For the second time he stood up and he said to Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Nabiullah, what is the reason? Why have they arrested my neighbors? Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stopped the khutbah and looked around. Looked around in the masjid and then did not respond again as usual. For the third time, he stood up, the companions were there. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, for which reason, what valid reason is there for arresting my neighbors? Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stopped the khutbah, the companions were, were there. And he said to the companions, go and give freedom to his neighbors who have been arrested. Free them. The muhaddisin have commented on that hadith. And they say that that police inspector who arrested that person's neighbor, was in that gathering in Masjid Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at that time. And the Islamic ruling is that you cannot imprison anyone merely by speculation or by hearsay. You need concrete evidence before you can put him behind the bars. Every man is innocent until proven guilty was the law prevalent in the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Trial, proper trial in the presence of Amirul Mu'mineen. Sulaiman alayhi salatu wa salam would judge the people from Fajr to Zohar. On his takht he would sit with the jinns on the left hand side and the ins, the human beings on the right hand side. All the animals, the birds were on top of him giving him shade. 
and he would judge the people. And greater than him was Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that is the religion that we believe in. And Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam, because that police inspector was there, he arrested that person on the basis of shock, suspicion. And that is why he had no power to stand up in front of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam to defend his case. Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam knew that there is no proof. That is why, without asking him, Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam said to that person, give him that freedom. Make them free because the police inspector is there and for three times he had an opportunity and he did not stand up to defend the case. That is the system in Islam. That is the system in Islam. You don't just pick up anybody and that's it. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. And we have to promote that, my respected brothers and elders. We have to unfold for the people, for the country that we live in, that look, this is Islam. Look at the history, provide literatures for them, give them an opportunity, explain to them the history of Islam, the teachings of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the glorious empire, open for them the chapter of Cordoba, Spanish Muslims, explain everything to them, how the prisoners were treated, show them, Allahu Akbar, even slaves, in the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood up and he gave khutbah and he said to the companions and he said to everyone that was there, he said, don't even utter with your tongue that he is my slave, he is my servant. That is wrong because we are all the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Superiority only comes with your taqwa. You can be the king or you can be a peasant. Allah judges you. So don't say, he is my servant. And a beautiful word in Arabic to describe the slaves is Mawla. Mawla. In Arabic, that word Mawla means slave. Translated literally. But Mawla, in the Arabic language, Allama Asir. He says Mawla means the compassionate one. Allama Asir says that Mawla even means the one who, is, uh, who loves the person who is under him. His subjects. That is what Mawla means. Some of the companions came to meet Hazrat Abu Zarghafari radiallahu ta'ala and Hazrat Abu Zarghafari radiallahu ta'ala was sitting with his slave and when the companions came they saw the same kurta that was on Hazrat Abu Zarghafari radiallahu ta'ala even the slave was wearing that. Same clothes, absolutely identical. The companion said, Abu Zar, he is your slave. And he is wearing exactly the same clothes what you are wearing. Abu Zar Gifari radiallahu ta'ala said, I have heard from Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that your slaves are not your slaves. Whom ikhwanukum, they are your brothers in Islam. Say subhanallah. They are your brothers in Islam. Whom ikhwanukum, the prisoners are your brothers in Islam. Share the same clothes with them. Share the same food with them. Sometimes I wear the clothes that is on his body and he wears the clothes that is on my body. We eat from the same plate. There is no difference between the master and the servant. That is Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the coffee. Allahu Akbar. May we be proud of the kalima that Allah has given us. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. 
and that when we see another Muslim brother, we must not just picture him as an individual Muslim, no. We must picture him as if he is Kaaba, Khanai Kaaba. The greatest example Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given, Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, one Muslim brother for another Muslim brother, that brother is more valuable than Khanai Kaaba for him. Allahu Akbar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give us the tawfiq, wa akhiru da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.